Welcome to the Southern Glow Podcast. My name is Carrie Hyatt Richmond. I'm a wife, extra needs mama, homeschool teacher, fantasy author, and empath. I'm here with one goal in mind, to enrich your entire world by empowering you to live in it authentically and honestly as the exact soul you were sent here to be. It's time to release all the outdated cultural paradigms, generational facades, and hectic patterns that are draining the magic out of your days. By choosing to anchor back into your soul and to reconnect with your intuition, you will compose a unique harmonic identity that enriches every aspect of your life. I cannot wait to share all the tools, shifts, and rituals that you can implement to step into the reality you've been longing for. I know that we're going to have the best time connecting, so thank you for pushing play today. Now, let's reclaim your glow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I am absolutely thrilled to be here with Nicole Martini again. She is the co-founder of Raven and Moon and is a spiritual healer. Really excited to really bring this conversation of our spiritual buffet back to everyone. I feel like we did a very brief, vast overview of many of the things, but it kind of felt like it needed a follow-up and a full circle moment. So I'm so grateful to have you back with me today, Nicole, to bring this conversation back to the table. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, I was thinking about this after our spiritual buffet, which I have repeated multiple times since our last recording, because <laughs> I think it is kind of amazing way to summarize how all of these spiritual disciplines, all these spiritual practices are serving us along our journey in different ways. And it is kind of like a sampling of a buffet. But I was reflective <clears throat> afterwards and said, okay, all of this is amazing, but what is it in service of at large? And the two things that sort of came through for me as I was thinking about that was we are here in our soul's journey in human form to find our way into alignment and empowerment and to expand our soul in the ways that we came here to do um, or an experience. And that is really powerful to think about, but it's also those two terms are also thrown around in the spiritual community and the energetics community. And I don't know if they're really invested in to clarify what is alignment. And of course that definition like expands as we go through this process. But I have found that my definition of alignment is as a soul, when we come here to have this human experience, we come here to expand in a certain way. And we come here with certain strengths and certain gifts. And the whole experience of our human journey is to discover that and move more and more in alignment with what we already are and what we're trying to grow into. And I know that sounds so vast, but it is really, really the journey here. And when we come into our lives, oftentimes with these things that we're trying to expand and learn, there is an experience or memory of disempowerment and going through our lives, we are learning to bring back our own power and live in an empowered way, which is autonomy and the empowerment of conscious choice and all of these things. Those two pillars, alignment and empowerment, 
really are the essence of all of these things, but it is a lifelong journey to achieve or move into both of those things in a, in a, a large way. I agree. And I think there's definitely a significant ebb and flow. You know, you're always in this cyclical cycle of being in a season where you do feel more in alignment and seasons that the the world has a lot going on that can kind of pull you out of that. I'm so glad that you took that moment after our last conversation to sit back and reflect on, okay, we talked about the spiritual buffet, all the things are great, but really we need to hone in on why these things are important to integrate into your life and why you might want to seek them out and literally use the buffet to peruse, walk up, take a gander, see what resonates with you. Maybe try a little bit, see if you like it, come back for seconds, you know, and leave the rest. But it it does, it really comes back to that trivial knowing that you need to be empowered to find your alignment in your journey. And I remember the first time I heard the word alignment, I think I heard it from my coach and that my brain immediately stopped and went blank. And I thought, what is alignment? What does that mean? Am I, it, it, my brain went to all the math and science things. And I thought, no, this doesn't compute. I've never heard this term before. And so really comprehending for the first time, what she meant about my being and my essence and my soul really just feeling grounded in my inner knowing in my journey in my presence in this time and space was really mind blowing for me. I don't know if that might be unusual, but for me, it was just this absolute stopping point of, Oh wait. So when everything feels so chaotic around me and things just don't feel right, they feel off and they feel icky and I don't feel centered that is me out of alignment. And then you start to catch yourself realizing when you are, and when you aren't in alignment and then honing in on these ways to bring yourself back when you fall out of alignment. And really that has been so empowering for me is having those tools because when I'm in alignment, I am able to show up as the best version of myself in that moment, in that space, exactly how I want I feel that I'm able to relay the information I want, be the supportive person that I desire to be, just be very genuine and not second guess things. I don't know if you have a different take on how you feel when you're in alignment and and empowered there, if you want to chime in. But for me, that was a game changer in my healing journey is being able to recognize because I was such a different person out of alignment and it was very much a gross feeling just in my core that I wanted to get away from. And when I found these tools and put them to pick them off the spiritual buffet and put them on my plate or in my tool belt, if you will, it was just so empowering. And these are things that I pull on again and again, you know, and I think it's also important to remind everyone there is no you never achieve this final platform where you get the gold star and the trophy mm-hmm. and oh congratulations, you're done. You know, you are the master of all the things. There is constantly another level. There is constantly another layer of the onion to peel back another step to take up on the mountain. You know, you're never finished. So I do think it's important to touch on that. No one has ever finished in this journey, but we are just trying to help each other along the way to feel more empowered, to stay in alignment. And there's anything 
No, I think it's interesting you uh, about the climbing the mountain. I love that. And one of the back to the alignment, I think what is fascinating to experience as a coach and also in all of these practices, as I've been a student and then teacher alignment feel when you're in alignment and when you feel out of it, it does feel different for different people. And one of the tools and the toolbox that I really love is human design. And Mm -hmm. there is a, um, it's called the not self theme in human design. And it will say when you're out of alignment, this is the experience that you have. And for my, for me and my human design is frustration. And when I saw that on a piece of paper reflecting back at me, I was like, wow, that is being seen at a huge level. When I'm in this frustration and it starts to get compounded, 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 that is like all of the alarms that there has been a move way far away and well based on the intensity away from the alignment and to move back into uh, alignment through the human design lens what I have to work on is finding the satisfaction and finding the what lights me up and what doesn't and moving into that alignment energetically so I have a sacral authority in human design and that is a you know hell yes or hell no and I had been programmed in my entire life to listen to my egoic logic mind and any kind of reaction to what a decision should be or what was the next step and when I found out my authority in human design was sacral and it's more that gut excitement, let's go or no. When I started listening into that authority, my entire life changed. And I do have to still work on getting out of the egoic logic, human definition based decisions and into my sacral. But every time I do that, it helps me move into alignment. It's like, okay, the magnetism of my energy is saying yes or no. And if I listen to that, things unfold much better. So human design is a huge tool for me in that way, because it's a snapshot of when you're in alignment, what are some of the things that feel different? And when you're then when you're out of it, and I love what you said, it's like this kind of oscillation back and forth. And when we're out of alignment and that frustration or whatever that is for each person, that is often the crossroads of another leveling up. And it is like, okay, here's something new to uncover. Here's something to go deeper in. Here's something else to let go of or heal on a deeper level. And so we have to, as in the human experience, move in and out of alignment, move out of, you know, empowerment into disempowerment. But the journey, that word is so overused, but it is part of it. it what we do, the journey is continuing to respond to the frustration or the challenges or the hard times in a way that brings our energy back to us and then raises us on our frequency. And I say this to a lot of my students and all of these practices, you know, we have most of us who have found our way into this like spiritual awakening have had a dark night of the soul where it was like really bad <laughs> and things really broke or we lost belief systems because they no longer serve, but all of the identity had to be reshifted in that moment. We know what that's like and the intensity of finding our way to more alignment or empowerment or whichever part of the journey we're on. And then we go through it again and it does get easier because we built the tools and we built the practices to help us feel, okay, this is the, the frustration. 
and this is the satisfaction. How are we going to continue to bring our energetics back? And that's where, you know, all of these tools, like yoga is a huge one because it's both physical, emotional, mental, and energetic. Reiki, (laughs) tarot, human design, astrology, these are all energetic snapshots to be mirrors to our energy to help us raise our frequency and move into alignment. And I, I love the, the way that you mentioned that. It's like, oh, I know what out of alignment feels like. <laughs> and I know what in alignment feels like now. And it gets deeper and deeper the more we pull the muscle in of this is this is aligned. This is what it feels out of alignment. Yeah, I love that you touched on. So full disclosure, I love that you touched on human design being a trivial piece for you. I, early in my journey, stumbled on human design and approached the buffet and took a look at it and had a reading and decided, actually, no, this doesn't really resonate for me. And so I just kind of shelved it and moved along. So I think that's funny that you, it resonates so deeply with you. And even my coach, a lot of people like human design is something that really speaks to them and makes a lot of sense. And for me, it didn't, but astrology did that for me. So I kind of shelved the human design. Thank you very much for take, letting me take a look. I don't really get it. doesn't feel right. And I, and I moved on, but I do love how you pointed out. I think you called it your sacral. sacral authority, yeah. Yeah. Sacral okay. authority, yeah. To me, I heard that. And I thought, yes, that, that hell, yes, that hell, no, that inner knowing that makes me just feel intuition across the board. And that is something that I'm still learning on tapping into and listening to. So whether you have picked that up from human design or just, you know, some of your own different spiritual work and healing and everything. Intuition is a huge part of this too, because it will help you fill out where you need to go next. And if you really start to tune in and listen to that instinctual, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and she said, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but she said, well, at first I was thinking this thing, but then I really started to overthink it. And now I'm thinking I should do this. And I reflected back to her that one of the best pieces of advice I've received so far that really helped me hone in on what my intuition was, at least for me and my experience was that that first instinct, that first knowing that first thought that comes to heart and head is your intuition. And then swiftly your ego comes in and starts trying to rattle off all the reasons why that could not work or be incorrect or why you should go a different Avenue. And so For me, that has been really helpful because when I have that intuitive pull and immediately my ego pops in and starts going, but wait, really, let's step back. Let's look at this. We should do da, da, da. I'm able to filter out what I know was my intuitive hit and really go with that inner knowing and thank you ego, but we're good. We're safe. Not right now. And then proceed on actually for anyone who. I wonder if we should talk about the Claire's class here for a second, because for anyone who is really feeling so disconnected from their intuition, maybe that they don't even recognize it when it speaks, or you are connected and curious what all of this means, or you're having new experiences. I just took another class with Unicole. We just took it the other night. It was only an hour and a half, but you guys, it was so information packed. And then real life exploration games practice. It was so hands-on and so fun. I loved it, but it was, was it called psychic clears? Is that correct? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So you really dove into, of course, I, all I knew about my intuition was that, you know, it's kind of that sixth sense, you know, there's that gut feeling, that inner knowing, but you were able to open up so much more of a broad perspective of that wisdom, which actually, as we were sitting there and you were going through, then stop me at any point if you want to, but you were going through, um, and I can't remember what they were called. I'm sorry. Actually, I have my sheet here. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, but the it was the different, the, we there are different kinds. So I came home and I was trying to explain to my husband, there are almost different types of intuition that almost coincide with your actual senses. So you can have this intuitive taste, or you could have this intuitive knowing, or this intuitive little vision. And as you were going through and explaining each of these different types for all but taste, I w- immediately was able to remember a situation and thought, oh my goodness, that's what that was. Oh, that makes so much sense. I feel so validated in having this experience now. And I didn't realize that that was my intuition, you know, speaking to me in this different way that it normally doesn't speak to me. So I thought that was so cool. And I love that you bring these like wild and crazy ideas to your husband every time he's like, gotta hear it. (laughs) He just looks at me and smiles and is like, all right, okay, okay honey. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. That's it. Uh, I love that so much. Um, because I think, you know, if, especially for people that this is all left field, the intuition is like the word that we use. The sixth sense is the word that we use. And it's great if people can recognize that they've had that because the psychic cleric or Claire senses, everyone has as well. And a lot of people don't talk about them because it says psychic in front of them. And that's the word that is like polarizes because some people don't understand it. But all we are saying when we say psychic is perceiving beyond the five physical senses. It is coming from beyond. So that can be energy. It can be spirituality. It can be all of these different things. So yes, it's so powerful when you feel this empowerment again, all about Mm -hmm. empowerment to know where these, these insights and this information is coming from. And you're right. The Claire senses aligned to the five senses plus one, which is the Claire cognizance is that knowing beyond being able to know from, you know, human reasoning or learning or reading, and it is really empowering to know where it comes from. And as I've gone deeper in Reiki and psychic development and um, even mediumship, which I, that's a light touch for me. It's not something I practice, but it's something I wanted to develop further for myself. Every teacher has asked this question, where does it come from? And that is so empowering when you start to tap in identify and isolate out where is this information coming from because then it empowers it in a way that is specific and it's not just this like woo (laughs) intuitive I felt it it's like no I actually felt that in my body and it wasn't mine okay all right so that was clear sentient knowing and you're tapping into someone else's energy important to clear that out when it's not yours but yes it is something you are actually experiencing and i i'm really glad that you take i love that you take all these concepts to someone who's like more into the logic-based thinking and like physical realm reasoning because it's so hard over time for you those people who hold on to that to not acknowledge that this exists because it's so real for those people in their lives and they know there's this little hint of like Oh yeah, I've had, you know, hikers or people who are in the woods, like have had that instinct of like, don't step on that ledge. 
or don't reach into that crowd. It's like your your um your yeah. senses are gonna be there to protect, you know. And and then you know, people who are one with nature, they're like, Yeah, no, I know I've had that like don't do that. It's not safe without knowing. Didn't see the snake, didn't see the spider, didn't see, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And back to trusting the intuition in the first place. Jordan's so great. He just kind of tolerates all this. He's definitely being <laughs> to my yang and we even <laughs> each other out right now in this season very well. Um, but I'll share a story with you that I don't think I even told Jordan because I thought, I don't know how he would process this or he'll just be like, Oh, okay. That was weird. Um, but we had, so during football season, we host our family over at our little farmhouse in our garage for every football game. It just so happened that the first I don't even know, three or four games of this year were all night games, which was tremendously horrible for me because I go to bed at nine. <laughs> that aside, we stayed. I was a total trooper. I kept the kids. I think Jordan was even out of town at this point. So we stayed late one night by ourselves, wrapped up the game. I put the kids in the car and we started coming home and it was very late. I think it was around 11, 30, 12. And as I'm driving, this is the only time this has ever happened to me. Well, no, that's a lie. This is the second time this has only ever happened to me, but I'm just driving the kids home. We're all very tired or whatever. And all of a sudden I saw in my mind's eye, two deer, one was standing to my right on the road and the other ran right across to meet it right from my left to right. And I knew that I needed to slow down because that was about to happen around the corner. And as I came around the corner, there was the deer on the right and the deer ran from left to right, right across, right in front of me. And I just thought, Whoa, <laughs> I didn't even have this thought of, I should just drive carefully because it's very late. I always drive like a grandma. Anyway, I will preface all of this by saying, if you know me, you know, I drive very safe and very grandma-ish, but that is one of the only two times I've ever seen something with my mind's eye right before it happened. And came home and was very empowered that it felt very aligned and very protective of me. And at the same time, I think within 24 hours of that, I saw your guys's advertisement for the Claire's class. And I thought I absolutely need to take this because now my curiosity is peaked. And had that not happened, well, not only would I have probably hit the deer and crashed my car and that would have been terrible, but it wouldn't have resonated the same way and in the same perfect timing for me to know that that was the next intuitive right step for me to get curious about. So yes, I love that story. I love that story so much. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> it's also powerful. And, you know, one of the things that is hard for people who do not acknowledge energy or anything greater than ourselves to understand with intuition is that is that energy existed before you were in the moment for you to be able to see it and it was giving you in this time and space that information in order to protect you and you know we can have long debate about where that energy is coming from but it is it happened 
And I think that's so powerful. And we have, in order to perceive with the psychic clear senses, we do have to raise our frequency. We do have to activate all of these gifts of being able to perceive beyond the five senses. And that is when it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And it shows up in all the ways. One of the things that we talk about in the class that you're, you're mentioning is really honing in on our dominant psychic sense, which is really powerful when you really know it. Cause then you're like, okay, this is how this intuition is going to come in most of the time. But that does not exclude the fact that we have access to all of these things all the time. It's just, this is the muscle that is strongest within us. And then they blur and then they separate out and they blur and separate out as we need them. So like what you had was a claircognizant moment. It was like, Ooh, and it showed up as clairvoyant. You actually saw the deer in your mind's eye before it happened. So it's really, really, it's just, like you said, it's so empowering. And there's such a long history spiritually with developing psychic perception um especially before all of the technology there was people were connecting to psychic clairvoyance to try to connect with people who were distant from them in order to understand how they were doing like there's so many beautiful practices that are beyond you know the technology that we have where we can connect with anyone or everywhere um and that was the only way of knowing and, and it had to be validated and empowered in these societies as relevant <laughs> And then when it was deemed not good or not allowed or taken away, all of these gifts that, that many of us are born with were shut down because it doesn't fit into the worldview that was prescribed to us. And now that we're rising again in such a wonderful divine feminine era, these are these are coming back. And I'm so excited that more and more people are like, Yes. Yes. That resonates with me because I've had that experience. It's mm. a safer time to really develop these uh, abilities and these, uh, these senses. And as I mentioned to you guys in the class and I share with everyone, I get really, <laughs> what's the word that I say? I was like preaching with you guys. I was like, everyone has these. These You're are very not passionate. like <laughs> very passionate. Yes. I like this is, and this is something that I get a little frustrated with in especially the psychic community. It's like, oh, I am so special and I'm the only one who has access to this information and let me channel that information for you. And psychic readers and mediums and all of that are wonderful. And they can be very, very empowering partners in understanding that. But when the power is taken away from the person and really embodied in the the person, the guru, the practitioner, that's what gets me really riled up. It's like, no, Carrie can see this. Melissa can see this. Drayden can see this. Anna can see this. Everyone who has a soul and a body can do this. But we are born oftentimes with gifts that are stronger, just like athletes. Like we have sprinters, we have weightlifters. It's They are both athletes, but they have strengths in a dominant area in their physical body. We, as people who perceive, have dominant strengths in perceiving beyond the physical body and beyond the physical realm. Right. And what adds another layer to that as well is not only could you be this immense, I love the athlete analogy, you know, immense, great perceiver or feeler, but from a young age, if you are from a background that I am from, you know, here in the Bible belt, that is very much I don't want to say beaten out of you, but it is very much, um, 
I don't know, frowned upon. We don't talk about stuff like that. That's woo woo. That's witchy. That's, you know, all the negative labels to scare you away from even trusting that you even have this intuitive spirit, that you even have this intuitive knowing or gift, if you will. Um, and so I think it's possible that some people have these super strong spiritual gifts in this clairvoyant category, but because they've been raised in a situation where maybe they've been taught, you know, oh, because of psychics, they could talk to the devil who even knows we could totally take it there. It, you know, you almost get afraid to even acknowledge that you have these gifts, much less use them or try to get better at using them. Is there anything that you would say or offer to anyone who maybe, I don't even know, not is afraid. Obviously, if you're here and you're listening to this, you are curious, which I'm so grateful for. And I deeply appreciate. So to anyone who is curious and maybe, is there anything you would offer to them just to even allow themselves the opportunity to explore this as an avenue of alignment and empowerment? Yes, I feel very passionate about this. And it is, I mean, I also was born in a, and raised in an environment where all of this was shut down. And I think I mentioned in the class, like I would be playing, there's actually video recording of this, which really was such a moment when my mom played it as a little girl where I was playing the garden. I think it was like 18 months to two years old. I was just having like joy, delight, pleasure and um people came over and um my mom wanted me to hug them because they were important to her and my little psychic body was saying uh like i I, this is on video like i turned i acknowledged them fully visually and i walked away and ran to my dad and my mom literally took me from my father and put me in the arms of these people (laughs) and that because I was supposed to love them because she did so this is and this happens all the time because we're training our children to be kind and loving to all people and accepting but energetically our little ones are way 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 smarter than we are because they haven't been conditioned and that was a psychic sense of I don't want to be in that energy I'm going to go over here And so, so all of that said, like it was, you know, these things are conditioned on us on the subtle levels, all the way to the absolute deep worldview belief systems. And what I hate about, um, the really controlling belief systems that say this is automatically evil is it's coming from a black and white perspective. And the more mature we are, the more life we have, and the more evolved our soul, we understand that everything is in shades of gray. So when you're curious and coming from a belief system that is black and white, just remember that you're curious because A, it's real. A, you are experiencing it and it is real for you. You are not crazy. You are not um, feeling like trying to take power where you don't have power. It is real because it is you and it is your gifts. So mm-hmm. when you have the black and white thinking of like, no, this is bad automatically and entertain that it's like, no, nothing is truly black and white it's a shade of gray and i want to know what this is for me and i think that that's another thing that comes from very very uh, overarching 
collective social belief systems like religion is that this is true for everyone within this container. And that is one of the ways that we we gravitate towards each other as a group, but also we stay contained as a group. And one of the things I also love to encourage people who are starting to feel curious outside of belief systems they were given is like, you are having that interest for a reason and there is so much more to explore. One of the things you said earlier is there's always more. And I remember as a kid, especially because I was very, very oriented towards um, academic achievement, the linear thinking of like X plus Y equals Z and you achieve thus, I was rewarded for because I was good at and it made sense to me because I was getting all the, you know, validation and all of that none of that is like reflective of reality. (laughs) And so when I had to, when I was coming into this, I was like, oh, I can't put myself out there and in all of my own life journey and all of my life learning because it's limited. Hmm. It will, it will run out and I will have nothing to say. That's actually one of the biggest fears I've had to work through is like, I will have nothing to say after I say this one time. And that's just not true. There's always more and more and more for your soul to experience. And then also adding into that is everyone else's soul experience that you're getting to cross paths with, like you and I, Carrie, like we came into each other's lives and like, I am experiencing your experience. (laughs) I keep saying that word and I'll stop. But like you said, human design didn't work for you. And of course, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about this because I want human design to work for you, but it's not <laughs> going to, right? I, I felt like that was going to happen. Yeah. And I won't, I won't do that because no, I'm like, fine. you tried it. It was not resonant with your system. And that's great because you tried it. It's the buffet again. Like this yeah. was your curiosity. You gave it a sample and then it didn't work for you. Now my curiosity is like, I want to know why, but that doesn't mean that you have to have human design in order to be a spiritually evolved person. Like as soon as that territory is even hinted at, I want both of us to bail, right? right. Because that's not, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to grow, expand, learn, be in each other's energy to learn and expand, not to judge, not to put into people into containers. And this is something that I just find very curious when people still have that visceral, like, Ooh, you're psychic and it's bad. It happens Mm -hmm. with people who are in my life from my upbringing. And it recently happened with a professional. I couldn't believe it. It's the first time I've seen it in professional world, but like, I cannot help you with X, Y, and Z, because it doesn't align, align to my personal beliefs, thrown up the wall. And I'm like, Oh my God, I laughed so hard because that was how I, my soul reacted is like, I cannot understand how this is happening in a professional environment, but Hey, you saved us a whole lot of trouble and pain because you said no in the beginning, because whatever this is, is a, I'm afraid of it. Rejection is redirection. I love that. Yeah. God, the universe is a great way of protecting us from things that sometimes we even think we really, really, really want and need. Um, but you know, I wonder if a lot of that, and I've experienced a lot of that too, you know, with those close to me, and I just can't help but wonder if a lot of it still stems from just this pervasive, negative, very cultural perception of, you know, you see the little sign in the window, psychic readings, whatever. And oh, it has to be evil because it's telling the future. So that is in essence divination. And that is forbidden in the Bible. Is there, is that a path that you wish to tread on today or anything? Sure. Oh, and I, like I said, like, I, like yes, I agree with <laughs> so much because 
you know, the narrative that has been held for, I would say, a thousand years, but most certainly for the last four to five hundred, that this witchiness, the psychic divination, pendulum divination, runes, all of these things are evil because they're taking they're giving the humans the power of god is a narrative that has been written into our dna and our culture for all of this time from the witch hunts so it's just like oh it's killing me but that puritanical you cannot have this power because this is the power of god narrative is still very 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 with us and especially in religious connotations because that's the narrative that's been passed down for hundreds of years Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are genuinely highly intuitive, but also highly manipulative. And that's where we get the fear of the psychic with the sign in the window or, you know, actually fascinatingly, this has happened in the financial world that tarot and psychic readings are flagged as high risk businesses because the requests for refunds are so high in that category. So in, in this whole like business of in this, like my space, we have to be very careful about words we use because mm-hmm. it is already shut down in the financial world. So we have these two pillars, again, black and white, and never is good when you go into the, the like one or the other that right. are holding this world in. Here are the tricksters, the evildoers that are trying to manipulate you out of money. And then you have this side of like, Oh yeah, if you didn't if you didn't allow it and, it and acknowledge that it was evil, you wouldn't have this issue. And those are the two lanes that people who are engaging with this for themselves and also for others get trapped in. And I agree, it's like a real it's a real challenge. And one of the things that I talk a lot about with my coaching clients is as you build your awareness and trust in your intuition, you're also building your awareness and trust and discernment. Discernment and intuition are totally interlinked and they are also separate thing that separate things. So when you are curious about a psychic reading, something about you is saying, Hey, there's an energetics here that is interesting to me. And I think it's real And then you go and drive to the side of the road and you get to the door of the psychic reader and you say, hell no, don't go in the door. (laughs) Please don't turn around and run away. Don't. And if you're talking to friends and you find, you know, someone who's really had a transformative experience with a psychic, or you are driving down the road and you see a raven and moon sign and you're like, dude, I need to like, just turn in there that's your intuition and you get to the door and you hear go in with your body oftentimes your gut literally gut instinct or your mind do it and continue to vet with your own energy what's happening if you ever feel the hint of being manipulated get out I absolutely love that you touched on how discernment and intuition are so interlinked in this I think it really is that fear-based mistrust that it just makes it easier to make it all bad. Exactly. Cause you, you know, know okay, well it. we can't trust all of this. So let's trust none of this. Yeah. And that's the safer thing by, by making everything good and bad and the black and the white and having that huge polarity. 
And I think, you know, for some people, maybe that feels safest and that's what they want to do. Absolutely no judgment. But if you are feeling that you are interested in this, it is absolutely trivial that you do lean into that discernment that you have been given to judge for yourself. You know, actually, is this someone that I want to even, I've gotten really funny lately. I was gonna say, um, is this even someone that I want in my energy and in my space? In the last few years, I've gotten very particular about not only who I allow to touch my body. I used to go to random places to get massages. You had no idea who was going to be touching you. Same thing with facials. You had no idea. I've gotten very particular about who I allow to touch me and also who I allow to come in my home. And I feel that is an intuitive level of discernment that I've only just recently taken up a notch which has been really game-changing for not only just my own well-being, but I even feel like for the safety and well-being and energy of our own home, you know, and a lot of times you, you don't know, there is a, a recent thing that happened. We had a, a, a weird leaky window and I reached out to someone close to me and said, you know, who do you recommend? She gave me a name. I called the guy he said he was going to stop by on Wednesday, never showed up. And I thought, okay, I'll never, you know, I'll just call someone else. Long story short, he showed up on Friday, all of a sudden out of the blue because it worked on his timeline. And I immediately had this gut knowing of, if you don't honor my time and me as a client, you obviously aren't going to, this isn't going to work. And I already knew it, but it was still leaking and he was here. So I allowed him into my home and I immediately regretted that because I already knew that he wasn't for me, but I allowed him in any way. And he ended up being, we'll just say the rudiest, jerkiest, <laughs> worst little turd of a man. I couldn't wait to get him out of my home. And as soon as he left, he left with things unfinished that he was going to have to come back. There was going to have to be more done. And I said, actually, I would like to get a second opinion. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, and I could not wait to go through the house and just, I, I, only twice have I ever felt that there had been someone so energetically off and despicable in this house that I've had to clear it and sage it or Palo Santo it. And I did after he left and he even left a tool here and I put it out on the edge of my front porch and said, you may come get it off my front porch coming in my house. I didn't tell him he couldn't come in my house again, but I set up that boundary and I, in hindsight thought, I had that intuitive hit when he first arrived and I could have used my discernment then to make a judgment call and say, you know what? I'm so sorry. Actually, it really did mess up something that I had planned that day. Cause I was about to get on a, a call, a work call. And so I had to rearrange these things because all of a sudden he showed up. So had I trusted that intuitive hit and used my discernment, I would have not only saved myself the emotional trauma of him coming in here and being the person that he was to me that day. And then also having to go back through and reprotect my house and our, our energetic energy in here. It felt very much, Oh, I cannot wait to get him out. You are not welcome here. And so since then it was a really good reminder to me that I am very particular about, I'll even meet people on the front porch. And if something is off with them, um, you know, and thankfully we've, you know, the people that I've even gone through seasons where things are so overwhelming that, you know, 
I'm very blessed in my privilege to have the opportunity to have someone come help me clean the house once a month. And for a while, I really stuck with people, even though early on in my healing journey, I, I knew that they couldn't be trusted. Their energy was off. And I intuitively felt like I was uneased every time they came in the home and everything, but I stuck through it for longer than I should before I finally canceled that service and decided this or something better. <laughs> I will have no help, you know, that I'd rather have no help than have this coming into my home and me feeling so ick afterward and so nervous the whole time they're here, et cetera. So I think it's really, and, and that could have been, you know, I don't even know. I totally went off on a tangent there. I'm sorry. I'll bring it back full circle no, to discernment and intuition, but yeah. there were so many times that I've even knowing better yes. had the opportunity to listen and it's still a growing project. It's still a muscle that you have to work and get better at. And I still fight with it every day of, you don't want to inconvenience the other person, or I already made this appointment and they're already here. But that's something I'm currently working on is being bold enough to listen to when my body is going, oh, hell no, 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 no. They don't come in your home, get them out to actually listen to it in a gracious way. <laughs> actually, I'm so sorry. Something came up. We're going to have to reschedule and then just never reschedule. Maybe <laughs> I would deal with that in the time and place, but it was just all these reflective reminders to me of how important it is to, in your everyday life, listen with discernment to that intuitive, intuitive call and assess every individual person and situation in a way that you can really stay in alignment and integrity with the energy you want to keep. And I love all of what you just said. So two things I'll come back to is one discernment is <clears throat> programmed out of us, especially if there is an external authority in terms of belief systems. And so, like you said, you couldn't, you couldn't say no, you couldn't, you know, like as a child, my story, I was like, you couldn't not hug these people because that's rude or whatever the narrative is. And mm. no, this is our energy <laughs> that's theirs. And we are not one of the other passionate points in my class that I repeated three times, I think two guys is we are not here to carry other people's stuff. We do not mm -hmm. need to bring in anyone else's stuff for us to process. We are here to take care of ourselves and then support others in the ways that we decide is correct for us and our journey, et cetera, et cetera. So I get really passionate about that. And the other thing going back to really um, controlling belief systems and discernment is as you mentioned, I think it's true. There are some people that is what they wanted in this lifetime. And so it works for them. And I acknowledge that. And I've had to acknowledge that with very dear people in my life. That's yours. But in when you're in a situation where there's black and white and there's good and bad, you are listening to someone else say that's the case. So it's this blanket of taking away choice, taking away the need for discernment and intuition and adhering to a belief system that has been prescribed to you in this way. And like I said, it works for a lot of people and a lot of people want that. They don't want to have to decide. They don't want to have to build a discernment. They just are in it. Then there are those of us who kind of have to, because that's why our souls came here. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> what is yours? what is, what is your truth? What is your intuition saying about this thing? Like when I was in, I mean, this is so, so fascinating to think about when I was in college here in Greenville, um, one of my teachers, wait, where did you go to college? I went to Furman. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. And one of my teachers had a tarot reader for a holiday party for all of us who are in the vocal program. And there were three of us that were invited to this. And I wanted to have the reading. This was like, I think it was probably 20, 21, somewhere in there. Um, and I wanted to go in. And then my friends who were from a very strict belief system, like I was literally like, oh, that's evil. We're not even going in the house. And I went with them. I did not go and get a reading at this age in my life because oh. my friends were like, oh, how could you even consider it? This is not blah, 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 blah. And to this day, I, I've. I feel frustrated with myself by not doing what I desired because I ha was sort of socially conforming to a belief system that I was told was right and wrong with my friends. And I did not have this fast forward <laughs> to 26, seven year old Nicole, who is rising into a huge spiritual awakening and started with Reiki and bought her first Oracle deck and me like, what's an Oracle deck? Let's see what this is about. And then having 40 decks by the end of the year. Um, and then like all of these nudges, just like tarot, 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 tarot. And then all of those visceral reactions of like, tarot is evil, but is it? tarot is evil but is it? so it's like this practice. And then I finally bought my deck and I train myself for a while and then I started taking classes and then now it's a huge part of me mm -hmm. to go from that and 10 15 years is really 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 profound and when I tell my parents especially who are like this is evil um they're like how could you do this like you know it's wrong and I was like I don't know that and my soul in this lifetime is being true to who I am. And I know that you can't accept that because you subscribe to this, but I, I have to operate from this place and you can love me unconditionally. As you said, <laughs> the love of Jesus Christ was, or you can continue to only love part of me. And that is the reality that I have with a lot of people from my early years and my, and my family is they can only love part of me. And I've had to come to terms with that, but I, I had to, I had to respond to my truth. My soul was not going to let me get away with being in these limited no, no, no. So now going through that huge journey, when I see these walls get thrown up of like, that's a no, and it's not aligned to my personal beliefs, or it's too scary. I sit with that and I'm like, okay, that's them and their journey. But for me, it's going deep into that trigger zone of like, no, this mm. is my truth. And it is correct for me. And I am not going to, like I did with my friends, conform to this standard when it does not resonate with me. That's alignment. <laughs> Going back full circle to this conversation, that's alignment. This is my truth. It's not yours, but hey, it's mine. And I have to respond to that in order for me to rise up and expand in the way that I came here in this lifetime to do. And I would guess that during your early twenties, when that situation at Furman happened, you did not feel aligned or empowered yeah. and it, it reaches a point where it actually becomes painful to continue to stay in this space that, you know, you're not supposed to be in. You're so out of alignment and so far away from your soul's calling that it actually gets to a point where it becomes painful and you might even have your dark night of the soul or something that leads you to break down all the things, everything you thought you knew. And Absolutely. I just, 
<laughs> and for me wow. in my journey, that has been, I, I have pushed that line all the way to physical breakdown. And I, and a lot of my clients and my coaching clients, they are just like me. We are strong-willed and very powerful people. <laughs> so we keep pushing, 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 pushing until literally we have a breakdown. And then we have to ask ourselves why. So I have Crohn's disease. And like, when I first got diagnosed, the whole narrative is like, how could this happen to you? You're such a sweet girl. How could this thing be your your burden to carry. And over the years of my own healing experience, I'm like, ah, here's why my Crohn's disease is the biggest litmus test of where I've gone too far, where my energy has been leaky, where I have given too much. Oh my gosh. Especially in, in like all this energy work and spiritual healing. Like I hear it, I call it the warning shot. It's a little it's a, it's a, a little cramp like pain that I know is Crohn's. I know because I've had 17 years of this or 20 years now. Um, and it's a little warning and it's like, hello, pay attention. Now I listen to that before I was putting myself in the hospital over and over and over and over again. But now I listen to the warning. And when I listen to the warning and I pull back and I assess what's going on energetically, we don't have a Crohn's flare. But if I'm like caught up in it and I'm not listening to my body and listening to what's happening and I go all in, then we have a Crohn's flare. So Crohn's has been one that has actually one of my greatest teachers and my Reiki mm -hmm. teacher um, introduced that concept to me early on is like she came to Reiki through breast cancer and she continues to call Reiki her greatest teacher or her cancer her greatest teacher and was healed a lot through Reiki but she's like I had to look at it like that if it was this burden or this my death sentence or all of these things so mode it be it would have happened but instead calling my attention to where things were out of alignment, working through the physical, emotional, mental, and energetic imbalance here. Okay. So for me, that's been my journey with Crohn's too. Do I love that I have to actually listen to this all the time? No, it would be a lot more convenient if I did not have this, but I do. And I now have the nuanced language of my body. I hear the warning and I choose in that moment to listen or not. And then the other big dark night of the soul was head Crohn's and adrenal fatigue, literally about to put myself in the hospital again. This is one of the most out of alignment moments I've had in my life. And I found a very wonderful natural and spiritual uh, healer work with me. And she was like, what are you doing? What are mm -hmm. you doing? And one of the first things that she called out in me, and it still surprises me to this day that this was the thing she narrowed in on, but she was so right, was when did you stop singing? Oh. And that was it. It was like, I shut out every part of me that was aligned to what made me have joy, delight, pleasure. And she said, when did you stop singing? And I made the choice to stop singing because it was too expensive and too time consuming. And I, she was like, I don't, there's a lot of mess that we got to clean up at that point in my life. But she's like, this is your first one. And I signed up for an opera workshop like the next week. And it started getting me back in my voice, started getting me back in my creative power. And that, that like, it was like, there were so many other things at the time that were out of alignment, out of balance, but moving in that direction was the first movement into spiritual awareness, spiritual awakening that was aligned to me to who I am. And that was a, 
that was the first point in a long journey that led me to where I am today. I love that you were able to tap back into your joy. I think that's a really important piece that along the journey, especially as women, we are so quick to shelve ourselves and abandon ourselves, turning away from the things that are actually pleasure and joy and feed and nurture our souls, which is a whole nother conversation. And I just looked at the clock and we are <laughs> again, creeping up on time. our hour. <laughs> so I'm going to put a pin in that little Ted talk and we can talk about abandoning ourselves and nourishing our souls another time, (laughs) but thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I do love so much that you have the self-growth and awareness to see your Crohn's disease, not as a burden, but to, and I'm sure it is much of a burden and an inconvenience. And, you know, of course life would be so much easier without this thing, but you were also appreciating and receiving the gift that it has given you in your journey and through your growth and healing process. I love that, you you know, I think you said it was even one of your teachers used her cancer in the same way. And I think that is so important to see even in our hardest times. And, you know, you can take that victim mentality all you want and be like, woe is me. Look at me. I'm dying. Like you said, this is a death sentence, whatever. Or you can take all the things that are thrown at you and ask why, how is this going to benefit my soul's greatest good? And I'm sure that'll trigger a lot of people hearing that, but I, and if it does remember that a trigger is an opportunity to go inward and ask yourself bigger questions because there's something that your soul is pulling and screaming at you and you need to listen. But I, I, in the same way for, you know, I could have done the same thing with my neurodivergent child with Wyatt. Why does my son have to be autistic? Why does life not to get to be as easy for me as all my friends who have neurotypical kids and get to take them to football and soccer and da, da, da. And why does my son have to have these struggles? And, you know, you could take that victim mentality, which is completely useless and it only drains your soul, or you can flip it around and say, what do I get to learn from this? Why is this? And just even touching on that light, and then I'm just going to drop it. I would not be where I was today had Wyatt not been born to me. Every struggle that I had as a young mother with a child that I couldn't understand that was so different from all of my friends, children. I would not have the compassionate heart that I have the capacity that I have to hold for others, to serve, to see beyond what is just present. He has grown me in ways that I am so deeply grateful and appreciative for that would have never been possible in this lifetime. Had I not been given my greatest challenge. So I'm always reflective when people see things as a challenge because I've been there. I know. And in the thick of things, usually you can't appreciate it, but as time goes on, if you keep striving forward and digging for the deeper purpose and meaning and listening to your soul's calling, you will begin to see these challenges unfold in ways that you are so deeply grateful for, because it's through the challenges that you grow and you learn and you discover the things about yourself that are so trivial that had things stayed easy you would have never experienced, you would have never grown, you would have never learned. And I'm so deeply grateful that I've been given this opportunity to walk this different path. 
I can't imagine it another way. And actually, if I allow my mind to wander to places of where would I be now? And what type of person would I be now had things stayed easy? And I had a neurotypical kid and I was dragging him to football practice and da, 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 da. I shudder to think at the type of hollow, shallow, empty person I would be right now. So I don't know. And I know he, people hate to say or think that, oh yeah, yeah, this is for my greater good, right? Actually, if you receive the gift, it is, but you have to get through the trigger first and do the yes. work and, and keep returning to alignment and seeking out that place of empowerment because you can be the victim or you can choose to see the power that it's bringing you. And I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? <laughs> I feel like we need to I love like that. Sweaty yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like heat's rising. It's really beautiful. But yeah, I think it's really powerful too because, you know, mine, my situation is within me. Yours is a child. And one of the other gifts that like you can really take away from that is you weren't able to force him to be what you wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. And that I think is really powerful for a parenting journey where you're like, nope, this little person was given to me and here we go. <laughs> I can't make you anything. I am here to help support you become who you are. It's really, really, really powerful. Um, and I, I appreciate all those points that you made. Like this journey of alignment and expansion and empowerment is every day. It's not something like you said, you don't hit a layer, you hit layers, <laughs> but you don't hit the final plateau and we wouldn't want it. You know, honestly, I think that's something I've taken away from like human pain and then human suffering is a whole nother conversation, but human pain, we're always like, oh, it would be so much better if we didn't have it. Well, that would not be the human experience. The human experience has to be born out of contrast. So here is the pain and here is the, you know, healing and joy and delight. Here is the challenge and here is the expansion and the energetic surge that came from moving through that challenge. That is huge part of who we are as humans. And it's why our souls want this experience. We have to expand. If we don't have pushback or resistance or challenge we don't expand we just are wow i have absolutely nothing more beautiful i could add to that (laughs) i'm just in total agreement with you again i'm so grateful nicole thank you for coming back on the show today lighting up this space with all of your wisdom and just being so open i always am so grateful when my guests come on and are open and vulnerable enough to share real life things that they've gone through their personal struggles. I know that's never easy. And so I'm very appreciative. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today. I hope maybe we can see you one day in the future. And you guys there, if you are local to the Greenville upstate area, close to Simpsonville, definitely check out their classes. There will actually be a a special little coupon in the show notes for anyone who wants to attend a class. So make sure you check that out. And again, thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for having me. It's always a delight. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Nothing lights my soul up more than sharing the deeply impactful tools and rituals that I've gathered along my own journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and be sure to subscribe. It's absolutely free and will ensure that you never miss out on the latest. I love connecting with my readers and listeners. 
So reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what topics you'd love to have covered in future episodes. If you're looking for a dreamy fantasy read, book one of my debut series, The Unseen Realm, is available now on Amazon. So be sure to grab a copy of Eyes on Fire today. You can find all the links you need in today's show notes. Our time together has come to an end. So until we meet again, take good care of yourself and look for the magic in every day.